Summer may be easy and breezy and relaxing for some, but for others, it can be routine as normal and busy and hectic and relentless with family coming into town, vacations, work not letting up, kids out of school, and so on. And I've noticed that when busyness comes into my life, it can cause me to not be so present with my family, with my people, and also it tempts me to forget to prioritize Jesus. So this may surprise you, but something mega practical that I have been doing in my life is automating and making something like a household task that I have to do all the time, no matter the season, so much simpler. And for us, that has been Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online grocery store that restricts 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and only sells the best and yummiest quality because they care about you. Ordering on their easy app and getting things delivered to my literal doorstep in days is a huge stress reliever and it saves me time so I don't have to give up my other precious time or energy this summer. This last order we received a few days ago, we got the Simply Protein Cookies and Cream Bars and it is literally the yummiest protein bar I've ever tried. Hunter's even trying to steal some of them. We even saved $20 on last week's order. And hey, if you're still not convinced, they have a price match guarantee. I mean, say less, right? So this summer, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truth talks and get 30% off your first order. Plus you get a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hi, sis. Welcome to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose behind this podcast and online ministry is to help beautiful women like yourself know, love, and live God's truth. Not only will this be a space of truthful, faith-filled talks, it will also be a place where we let God's word speak for itself, because God's truth speaks. My name is Tara, and I'm your host, but you can call me your sister. Join me each week as we talk about the truth of God's word and how it can ignite us with purpose. We'll talk about God's word, how we're called to live, challenging topics, and grow in faith together and equip our hearts. Let's be women who love his truth, live his truth, and spread his truth. Okay, friend, you need to buckle up. Armor up, get your Bible out, prepare your heart, do all of the things because we are about to have one of the best conversations here on the podcast. I know I say that every week, but I she is bringing the word of God and the beautiful truth about the Old Testament. I thought of her instantly when I wanted to talk about the Old Testament. I feel like it's something that trips us up a lot when we read the Bible. We can get confused by it. We don't really know the purpose of it. It's confusing. There's weird people's names. Why does God allow floods and wars and pain and all of these hard things that don't make sense and maybe seem outdated but Gabrielle is bringing such amazing insight onto the purpose of the Old Testament why God wrote it the themes that we can hold on to how to read it and actually find the true beauty that God really meant for it to be Gabrielle is gonna call you higher in this episode and really challenge you this is amazing conversation so buckle up make sure to screenshot this episode while you're listening and make sure to tag me and Gabs as you are listening and share this around. This is a topic that we really need to pour into more. I can't wait. So I'm going to stop talking. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Gabrielle. Hey, Gabs. Thank you so much hey. 
for being here. Girl, I have been antsy, <laughs> antsy about this episode. I am so excited and I miss you so much. Oh my gosh. We could literally like just talk and talk and chat about life and everything, but I'm really pumped to have you on for this conversation today about the Old Testament. But before we get into it, for people who don't know you, can you just introduce yourself real quick? Share a little bit about who you are, what you do, what you're passionate about mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Oh my goodness, you are so sweet. And I am honored that we even get to have this conversation and just get to spend the next however minutes together on this call. It's really, really sweet. So thank you so much for allowing me to be on your podcast. Um, For those of you who don't know me, my name is Gabrielle Odom. You can call me Gabs. You can call me Brie. I don't. I don't really care <laughs> Hello, what it's anyone Brie. calls. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, it's Brie. Um, man, a little bit about me. I think to sum it up, I'm 19 years old. I currently live in Dallas, Texas. Yeehaw, love Dallas. Love. Um, but truly, like the only thing there is to know about me is that I love God a lot, and I mm. love God's word. Um, I love the church, and I, uh, yeah, I'm blown away by who the Lord is, and I think never want to become numb to the power of the gospel um, mm. because it's transformed my life. And so I, I long to see our generation uh, turn to God, and I long to see a generation that is plagued by relativity come to know just the truth mm. of God's word and the holiness of who God is, and and repent to to come to know Jesus. Yeah. And so that's like I truly whenever someone asks me what I do, I'm like, gosh, I am a co-laborer <laughs> in the gospel and a partaker in in what God is mm. doing on this side of eternity and I in that feel like just passionate about evangelism and yeah. teaching the word of God, but truly I'm like who knows what life will look like 10 years from now but all all I know is that I'll still be a Christian and I'll still be a (laughs) co-laborer and so that's what I exist and seek um and want to live my life for is just to pursue uh, God's glory and to exalt him above Mm. everything else so good I mean there's (laughs) literally so much about you but I love that I mean, that's your main thing, and, you know, that should be our main thing for all of us. Um, you're at Watermark, right? Is yes, that where Watermark You're Church. studying there. What's, your, what's yes. your degree again? Yes, I'm currently doing a residency program at Watermark. Oh, yeah. So truly, well, I'm doing, like, my undergrad online through Liberty and getting a degree in apologetics and theology, but then doing a residency program at Watermark. That's right, so yes. So just getting to study a lot of theology and study my Bible. It. So it's been really sweet. I'm I'm pumped about what we're talking about today because yes, I've been spending the whole year studying. <laughs> I love it. I literally, y'all listening, like Gabs is the first person that I thought of to bring on to talk about this because I'm like mm. this girl, like she knows her stuff, but mm. she's not just like this robot who like just studies it to get like an A. She just is so fiery about God's word. Like we have some mutual friends that we've met through conferences and like hung out with, and like I forgot like how did Grant describe you? You're like Billy Graham, and <laughs> what was it? Do you remember what he's, he described you as? So funny. He is. He's so dramatic. He's always <laughs> like you're an evangelist like Billy Graham. You uh, you revere God like Francis Chan, and you use your hands like I, I don't even know. I, I couldn't even <laughs> I mean, tell you. Like like someone that's like I I, mean, I think it was like a it was like a rapper like a like a female rapper oh, just like kind of like. Oh. He is. He said Zendaya. He oh, was like, you look yes. like Zendaya. You preach like Billy Graham, and oh you use gosh. your hands like Francis Chan or something. Oh, like look that. at that! 
<laughs> it's uh, he's dramatic, but we, I we lo- love Grant. I love it though. Honestly, I feel like it's pretty accurate, you guys. I mean, you're gonna hear from this girl, and it's gonna be like, yeah, God literally doesn't discriminate on age. Like mm-hmm. she's 19, y'all. God's mm-hmm. taking her places, and it's so cool to see the obedience that you have for the Lord, mm-hmm. Gabs. I just, I just Thanks. love it. Um, well, of course. Yeah, um, let's just, um, before we move on, I love to ask my <laughs> sweet guests a favorite thing. And I know I kind of sprung this on you, spur of the moment, but like, is there something that you're loving and crushing on and just like using a lot or loving a lot in your life? Because I love to hear what other people are loving so that we can love it too. Oh my goodness. Okay, this is this is random because I'm looking at it right now. Like I'm <laughs> currently staring at this box. And so it's the first thing that came to my mind. I don't know if you've ever, well, you've definitely heard of these brands. So my favorite, favorite, favorite clothing brands are like Free People, Anthropology, all the best places. But those companies, they're like all owned by the same people. And they started this um, subscription called Newly, N-U-U-L-Y. And you literally, for 88 bucks, you get six pieces of clothes you get to rent. And each month you get six different pieces from all your favorite brands. And it's literally my favorite thing in the world because you're just constantly getting to change out your wardrobe you know wait that's so cool wait, so okay, I to heard- all you girls who just love your oh love shack fancy your free people your anthropology <gasps> all your urban what? outfitters all the best brands go use newly and get a subscription <laughs> wait that's amazing because like <laughs> it's actually amazing I think it's like, you know, we all want to like, you know, splurge on quality things because we love those bigger brands. But like, let's be honest, like, it's not always the best way to use our money. But it's also like these, these like subscriptions are like a super cool way to like switch things up. But like, you know, like not like, you know, like save or like spend all the money, you know? Exactly. Anyway, so that's a a current favorite thing. I also am like randomly newly into um, buying disposable cameras. (laughs) So and fun. disposable pictures. And a new favorite song is uh, Talking to Jesus. I don't even know who uh, sings it. Elevation, oh. maybe. But yeah. it's been making me cry in my car. So there's that. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Literally, we have three favorite things. I am literally. I, I so many. No, it's so good. I want to listen to that song now, and I want to check out Newly. I want to do all the things. It's I love literal- it. So literally the best I love it <laughs> I think it's funny because like you know we have a lot of people that come on the show and they share coffee things which like I'm all about like I love me a vanilla latte hey, me too yeah but like I just I really appreciate the diversity that you brought I sometimes just... you gotta switch it up especially, hey, before, it. especially before we get into something really deep but I mean, <laughs> yeah we can start with just some some clothes and all the fun things yeah you guys I mean you're gonna walk away from this episode not only like knowing more about God's word and the Old Testament but like hmm. also so, like, with a really cool subscription clothing service <laughs> to check out. It's literally the best of Absolutely. both worlds. <laughs> I love it. So good. Uh, sweet friend, I am pumped. We need to get into this topic. I have been, like I said before, so antsy and excited to talk about the Old Testament. So, but before we dive in, I know you talked a little bit just about how mm-hmm. you're passionate about evangelism, but... Um, People may know that you also do a lot of speaking events and Mm. you um, have had the opportunity to share God's word and evangelize and equip. So would you mind just giving us a really short condensed version of your testimony and just like how how like all those opportunities to share the gospel and know God began? Yeah, that's a great question. Man, I was super, super blessed. The Lord has just protected me. I always say like 
Lord um, and his sovereignty gave me parents that have just revealed to me from a really young age the beauty and the kindness of who God is. And Mm. I think in growing up in a Christian home, there was just a lot more joy and a lot less scars because of the way the Lord protected me and provided through my parents. But I was raised in a really solid God-fearing home, like not your average Christian home. I think when most people describe a Christian home, they're really just describing like a a morally righteous home or, yeah, or a home yeah. that maybe went to church on Sundays. But my parents fear the Lord. They love the Lord and mm. taught us from a young age uh, to read God's word and to know the Lord. But I would say growing up, I lived pretty pretty pharisaical. Like I knew all the things. I started memorizing full chapters of God's word in fourth grade and um, was evangelizing from a really young age. But it was mm. all out of a uh, pursuit of self-righteousness and, and building my own kingdom and, and building up my own uh, pride and just a desire for knowledge in, in the name of of wanting to know God right like right, I right I every everyone who would have known me from a young age would have thought like gosh she loves the Lord a lot but it was all out of a pursuit of self-righteousness until eighth grade uh, middle school was a season for me where I would say I had like one foot stuck in the world trying to please man and do all the right things to be a good person and then this other foot like kind of trying to pursue God kind of in the back of my head uh, sure. and it, it reminds me of Elijah uh, what is it first Kings 18 maybe when Elijah is confronting the different prophets of Baal yes and really yes. sharing with Israel like hey stop limping between two opinions like either mm. serve the world like serve Baal or serve God and wow. and that was a season for me where the Lord was like hey you, you either get to serve the world or serve me you don't you have to choose you don't get to do both and, and so in eighth grade, um, January 16th to 2016, I remember it like it was wow. yesterday, but the Lord uh, in his sovereignty and kindness drew me to himself and unveiled my eyes to the beauty and majesty and glory of who he is. And the way I describe that like salvation moment for me was, I think I had this head knowledge that Jesus was savior like he had the power to save me from sin and save me from hell but I didn't believe that Jesus was Lord and Mm. to confess that he is Lord means that our lives have to bow and surrender like we become like we are crucified with Christ it is no longer I who lives but Christ who lives in me then the life I now live I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me and so everything changed there and then I would say high school after the Lord had radically transformed my life the Lord just unveiled my eyes to the need for evangelism just from a simple reality of like, hey, if you actually believe this is true, that Jesus died, was buried and resurrected, conquering sin and death, and that Mm -hmm. you get to now walk in the abundance and fullness of life that he has for you, like if that is true, then you have to tell everyone about it because every person you look at either is someone who is spending eternity in hell separated from God or eternity in the presence of the Lord. And and so I, I think it was this reality of like, hey, it actually would be foolish and unloving for me not to tell everyone about Jesus. Mm, and yeah. so I started evangelizing in high school and, you know, standing on the lunch table to share the gospel and, <laughs> and like it. putting on these like student-led events to sh- share the gospel uh, and that was where I would say just through simple steps of obedience and 
spending time being um, just meditating on God's word and falling more in love with the Lord that he just continued to stir my affections for his word uh, and my affections for evangelism as the spirit enabled me and moved in me to to truly just be faithful and 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 I like I want to be so clear like I I think God is really kind and really good and really powerful and really glorious and what excites me about even this Old Testament conversation is like what was true about my story was it wasn't like hey I'm gonna be faithful I'm gonna share the gospel I'm gonna go do all these things it was rather a story Mm. of like hey, God has been faithful, God is holy, God is good, and God has set forth a rescue mission in creation ever since the fall of Adam and Eve to reconcile and redeem humanity. And as believers, he's just invited us into that story to be faithful and to be a part of what God is doing on this side of eternity as as his redemption uh, story is taking place. And so it was that invitation to be a part of what God was doing that I think really excited me. And then and then yeah. the Lord did what God does and randomly threw me into spaces I never thought I would be in. And so yes. that, that explains the the speaking and all those things. But yes. that was never the intention. I've I've always wanted to just teach God's word in whatever capacity that looked like. And for some reason that sometimes looks like stages and it sometimes looks like podcasts. But the bulk of that yeah. is in the one-on-one discipleship in my local church and that that, that's ministry to me like all the other things is God uses it and he's in it and yeah and it's ministry too but I would say like I have fallen in love with the mission of the church and um I love discipleship and so that that's really where that um unfolds in my life but to to wrap up this this testimony I would say like I think of Jeremiah 29 where just talks about um the the word of God and the name of the Lord like a fire shut up in our bones that we would be weary with holding it in and we cannot Mm. and and that's been something I've prayed over my heart a lot in ministry of like God I just I just want to revere you as holy I want to believe that you are good that your word is true that you can be trusted and out of that revelation I want your name and your word to actually be a fire shut up in my bones that Mm, I would be weary to hold in and I cannot and so that's what pumps me up about even this conversation yeah is like gosh God's word is just that good and as believers, we ought to be weary to hold it in. Like, we just can't hold it in because the world needs God's word. They need salvation. Yes. Um, and they yeah. need the holiness of God. And so, yeah, that's my story. I love the Lord a lot. <laughs> so, so good. And like you said, you know, the world needs the word. And that's the whole word. That's the whole gospel. And we mm-hmm. see that throughout the entire book of the Bible, which we're going to be digging into, you know, half of it or part of it today. But, man, I love hearing your testimony I have the privilege of hearing you speak in person and hear your testimony in person and it's just super super cool and to God be the glory what he's done through your life and through even like you said simple obedience in you know just being where you are you know in your community in your church just and you know not seeking out the stages but seeking out you know Christ and what he wants for you to do so 
seriously always challenged and encouraged by that. Um, I'm so pumped. Um, just so mm. excited for what God is doing in you. Um, mm. I am really, really going to get candid as we transition. I mean, yeah, Gabs, I grew up as a Christian. I grew up in a very similar home to you. Like when you were sharing about your family, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly where Thank I God. grew up in. And I'm so thankful. You know, I'm super thankful. But I also have a similar testimony where it's like I did a lot of things just because it was a check mark and because it was, you know, just what I was raised to do, even though my family taught me, you know, the true motivation and um, reason why we have a relationship with God. It's not, you know, to be like the Pharisees and to be legalistic, but like to love God, even though that was the emphasis, I still got caught up in it. And so I would read the Old Testament. We're speaking specifically on the Old Testament today, friends, but I would, you know, in this instance, I was, I would read it, you know, I would just check that box and say, okay, I read for the day. And I didn't really care for the Old Testament, though. I didn't understand it. It was a place I didn't like to spend time in the Bible. I wasn't treating it like God's holy word, you know, that it mm. actually is. It sounds horrible, but it just wasn't on my radar. And it, it, it bored me. It confused me. Like, who is this guy with a weird name? And, you know, why are they killing each other? Like, why are there genealogies? Like, there was just so mm. much that I just didn't get, right? And But thankfully, I have grown to love God's word so much. But I have a feeling that many of our friends listening here have felt the same way or feel the same way. So, Gabs, I want to dig in. Let's talk about what's the point. Like, I mean, when we come to something, we want to know what's the point of it? Why is it important? Is it even important? And so let's talk about the point Mm -hmm. of the Old Testament. You know, what does God say about it? Why did he write it? You know, why should we care about it? That's a great question, and I appreciate your authenticity to be like, hey, I didn't always really care about the Old Testament. I didn't always love the Old Testament because I would, man, I would say the exact same thing about my story, and it's so funny because as even just this past year, I would say the past two years, I've really fallen in love with the Old Testament in a new way as the Lord has like just continually revealed more of his uh, character to me yeah. and it's funny that we don't spend time studying the old testament because i literally think about matthew 1 like literally the first chapter in the new testament is basically like an old testament overview and we <laughs> yeah. can't we cannot understand the whole genealogy of jesus christ and why jesus christ actually had to come if we don't understand the old testament and so i would say like from an overview perspective yeah. the way i view all of scripture is from Genesis to Revelation, like the whole, like the totality of God's word yeah. is is a grand rescue mission that God has set forth in creation. And so God is holy. Like what we see in Genesis is God mm. is holy. God is good. God is perfect. And, and God has created the world, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so the Lord has created the whole world whole world he's filled the world and for some reason he chose to create mankind and he chose to have a specific relationship with mankind that was different from all of creation right and so yeah and so we see that outlined throughout uh, the creation story in the beginning where God has established this relationship with Adam and Eve that is different than from than than the rest of mankind and then sin enters the world right and and that relationship then then breaks and divides as as Adam and Eve uh, do what is right in their own eyes, they are deceived by Satan. And so the rest of the Old Testament story is God is holy, God is perfect, 
he desired a perfect relationship with mankind, but mankind has rebelled against the holiness of God. Mm. And because God is holy and because God is just and good, he he created consequences for man and for the serpent. And and I just want to quickly touch on Genesis 3.15. It's this powerful promise that we see yeah. right in the beginning of this narrative where God has promised, like even in the midst of sin and rebellion, God promised and he prophesies that that there will be a descendant that will come from the woman mm. who will ultimately and, and finally destroy evil and destroy Satan, but that through this destruction, the, de- the descendant will also be bruised. And so this is a powerful, powerful promise because all throughout the Old Testament, there, there's moments where it can be really discouraging. Like, gosh, where is redemption going to come? Yeah. Where is salvation yeah. going to come? And so throughout the whole Old Testament narrative, we hold tight to this Genesis 3.15 promise that yeah. even in the yeah. midst of sin, God is going to be faithful to bring a Messiah for humanity. And so, mm. and that's the promise of Jesus. But we can't understand why Jesus had to come if we don't first understand what happened to mankind. Yeah. Right. And then we'll see covenant after covenant, God pursue his people. He will draw closer to them through mm. the temple, through the tabernacle. He will yeah. dwell among his people. He will send judges and prophets and priests to redeem Israel. But n- no one will be able to redeem Israel in the way that Jesus could because ultimately Israel didn't need more behavior modification. They needed heart transformation. Mm. And so yes. we see yes. this prophesied throughout the prophets. I think of jeremiah 31 where where really jeremiah is telling us that hey the days are coming where god will establish a new covenant with israel one that is different than the covenants made to abraham and to isaac and to jacob but a covenant where he will rewrite the hearts of humanity and he will be their god and they will be his people and that this covenant will not be overthrown and so all throughout the old testament the israelites are longing and waiting uh, for this new covenant and and that's what we see outlined in the new testament but Mm -hmm. again we can't understand the beauty of that and the power of that until we understand what was occurring in the old testament and so truly it's it's everything we can't have a right understanding Mm -hmm. of god's character if we don't understand the old testament and i don't think we can have a right understanding of the gospel if we don't understand the old testament uh because the power of the new testament comes through the fact that that man god sent so many different vehicles to redeem israel and yet Mm. what we see in the new testament is god became flesh emmanuel god with us that God came and sent his son in the form of a baby, that the prophesied things were to come, that Jesus would come to redeem and restore humanity. And so it's a powerful narrative. Um, And and there's so much in that that we could dive into. But but yeah, I would say high level view. uh, God is holy and he is good and we are wicked and not good. And what we see throughout the whole narrative is God being kind and righteous and just to set forth a rescue mission to redeem humanity Mm. into a right relationship with him. Yeah, so, so good. I could literally listen to you talk (laughs) all day. No, I'm just, I'm just soaking it up because like you said, I mean, if the answer is really Jesus and that's all that, you know, it, 
just like peaks at and you know what we've been longing for we have to go back to where it began and like you said that's where it began in Genesis and I think a lot of times when we think of Old Testament and we think of you know maybe you know if you're to ask someone what's the biggest story that would come to mind would be Adam and Eve and like you said totally. that you know that that promise and you know that redemptive story that began when Adam and Eve sinned we think mm-hmm. of that but like you said it also has to couple with the other people in the Bible Abraham Isaac Jacob we have yeah. Moses we have Jeremiah, we have we have Ruth, Naomi, we have all these people throughout the Old Testament that are coupled with that. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes we, you know, we read these stories and we're like, I don't really know what bearing that they have on this redemptive story plan. If it's really a redemptive story plan, you know, like who does, you know, who is this Esther person? Who is this Ruth person? Who is this, you know, Hosea? Yeah. It's like we can think like, you know, why do they fit in? Like, was it really necessary? But it's really cool, like you said, to see how God took every single person and he, you know, fit them into that story plan. And like you said, he gave the Israelites who were so wicked, he gave us who were so wicked and would turn from him time and time again. He gave us opportunity after opportunity to come after him and to follow him. And he like literally is like stepping stones, right? Like to put mm-hmm. everything into place until he would bring Jesus into the picture, right? And so, totally. you know, we even think, for example, like, I used to think, I'm like, uh, I don't know, like Ruth, you know, this, the book of Ruth is really like, it's a really nice story. It's a really cute love story. You know what I mean? Like, but what does it have to do with anything? And then like, totally. if, you read, if you read the genealogies, if you read this yes. whole thing, you know, you're like, wait. Like, it's like crazy. You're like, wait, if we look at who Ruth was... Like, are you kidding me? Without her, like, we couldn't get to where Jesus is. And like he said, like, we have to know the Old Testament to understand these genealogies. But these genealogies and these laws and these covenants actually have a lot of depth and a lot of, you know, like, what do you call it? Like, um, just, like, application, you know, to the New Testament. Yes. That is the really sweet thing about the Old Testament. I'm so glad you, you even brought up Ruth because I'm like, Gosh, there's these people in the Old Testament that we pass over and these books that we pass over. But what we have to understand is, like, in the midst of our wickedness, like, I'm like, God sends a flood. He preserves Noah. Noah continued to sin. We see mankind build a tower for themselves as high as the heavens. They're trying to be like God. Like, there's all throughout the Old Testament is this idolatry of mankind where we are seeking to be like God. We want to be our own God. And yet God, because he's so kind and so good, continues to be faithful. And so in Genesis 12, 15, and 17, we see God establish a covenant through Abraham where he promises to to bring Abraham into a land that, that he would have descendants as numerous as the stars that he would make Abraham a great nation that through Abraham would be the blessings of the whole world and that the Messiah would come through Abraham and so even Ruth it's like gosh we there's so much power and beauty in these people in scripture that we pass over because what's stunning about the whole storyline is God is continuing to preserve a remnant for himself and Mm. that's what we see even today like God is still being faithful to preserve a people for himself where he will be our God and and to um, preserve a royal priesthood. And so that's what we get to be a part of um, today, which is just like, gosh, it's so stunning. And so I'm glad you even said that because uh, we just can miss these little details throughout scripture where the Lord is using to weave the story that he has providentially um, Mm. and and sovereignly built before the foundations of the earth so that he could uh, predestine and choose and and fight for his people Mm. and so 
It's just a beautiful story, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, we'll touch on this later, friends, but, like, you know, keeping this rescue story, like Gabs keeps saying, this grand rescue story as a, as a theme in the back of your mind, it just really opens up with the Holy Spirit, obviously. It really opens mm-hmm. up the beauty of the Old Testament when we really grasp the theme and the overarching, you know, message behind it. Mm-hmm. And so that's really important. Yeah. Um, I heard you touch on this when you were talking just a minute ago, but I just want to make this really clear for those who are listening. Um, You know, we read the Old Testament, we read about, you know, the flood, we read about famine we read about slavery we read about injustice we read about death we read about you know you know god like offering up children you know to be killed all all these other things right and so to the person who's listening that cannot reconcile a good god you know the god of the new testament maybe you know the jesus of the new testament with the god of the old testament what would you tell them you know Mm. that's a great question yeah and, and you can touch on this too because I'm like, that's a, that's a heavy question. It's I think heavy. what we have to understand is there, they, there are places in the Old Testament that are describing what happened and then there's places in the Old Testament that are, so there's descriptive and there's prescriptive. So like there's some moments in scripture where it's like it is describing what was happening, what the people were doing. Yeah. And yeah. we can sometimes accredit that to what God was doing. But then there are places in scripture, like we see the the plagues in Exodus, that God um, God was allowing these plagues and he was hardening Pharaoh's heart. And so there's language in there that I think can often be hard for us to, to reconcile and to wrap our heads around. But I think, man, where I find a lot of, of I would say, freedom in this conversation of like how can we wrap our heads around that type of God is I think sometimes we try to make God into our own image rather Mm. than making ourselves in the image of God and so we uh, try to we try to decide and discern what we would like the character of God to be like Mm. based off of what would make us feel good or maybe what would uh, feel more comfortable and convenient And yet what we see about the character of God is he's not like this pie chart where he's like 10% Mm. loving, 10% (laughs) like just, 10%. Like it's like he is God. Like Mm. he is perfect. And so he is 100% love as as well as 100% just. Mm. And what we have to understand about God is uh, because he is holy, he demands holiness. Like God cannot... uh, he cannot be in relationship with sin. And so the judgment we see uh, throughout the Old Testament is is because of what man mankind has deserved in sin. Right, and so right. God allowed things to happen so that people would turn to him. And so even uh, in wrath, God remembers mercy. And I think of mm. Exodus 34, just this declaration of who God is, that he is abounding in love, that he is slow to anger, uh, that he um, forgives sins, but that he also will not allow the guilty to go unpunished. Like that is who our God is. Like yeah. he is merciful, he is loving, he is kind, but he also, because he is holy, he will not allow the guilty to go unpunished. And if he were right. to allow the guilty to go unpunished, he would not be just and he would not be perfect. And so mm-hmm. he is slow to anger. Like the reason I, I'm like, I, you cannot look at, the story from Genesis to Revelation and not see the fact that God has been patient to allow people to come to know him. Yes, like, yes. If God, if God were to just do something about evil, he might as well just wipe out all of mankind because we, yes, <laughs> like, we are it. evil and we are wicked. And so I think often we look at the Old Testament and we're like, 
why God? Why would God allow all these things to happen? And I think we just, A, need to humble ourselves and repent. Mm -hmm. uh, Because if God were to do something about evil, he he should have wiped us off the face of the earth when when he started this thing. Like, I mean, the fact that he has even allowed more human beings to be born and come to know him (laughs) is his grace and kindness. Uh, and his patience yeah. with mankind. And so, That's yeah, good. we we have to have a right understanding of the love of God and the holiness of God because I think I heard uh, Francis Chan say this once, that so many people always ask the question of, like, why could a loving God uh, send people to hell? And they're asking the wrong question. And, and he says, like, man, what we should be asking is how can a righteous and holy God even mm. allow mankind to to be saved and to inherit eternal life like that that's That's redemption that is grace that is kindness and so gosh I think those questions are are good to wrestle through and we need to wrestle through and I I will be so honest to say gosh I have not completely reconciled the character of God and there are moments where I have to sit over scripture and sit and read through judges and truly ask God like why Lord help me understand Help mm-hmm. me know you better because because in our finite humanity, we can't understand God in the way that we might desire because his ways are just higher and his thoughts are higher. But yeah. in that, we get to trust God's heart and trust who we know God to be even when we That's can't good. perfectly understand the narrative. And so I would say right. with any theological um, doctrine that is tough for us to wrap our heads around, I always have to come back to the four things I know to be true about God, that he is holy, he is good, his word is true, and he can be trusted. And if I know those four things and only those four things, I'm going to be okay. And I have to filter Mm. everything about theology and everything about God's word through those four things, that he is good, he is holy, his word is true, and he can be trusted. And Mm. so um, we, we can't even start to reconcile specific things about theology if we don't first understand those things um so yeah god's word is alive and active it doesn't return void in the beginning was the word the word was with god the word was god and that the word of god is it's been breathed up by the holy spirit himself it's useful it's profitable for teaching for rebuke uh, for training in righteousness and so we need to know god's word uh because it, I mean, it's God's word, and he's yeah. holy and good. Yeah. Um, so, and it's true. So that that's what yeah. I would say. But you can add to any of that. I mean, it's that's a dense question. And no, I I know tough. I know I kind of <laughs> tossed it on you, but I know, like you said, it's it's one that we need to wrestle with. But I really appreciated how you know that's kind of my answer. Like you said too, mm. it's just knowing the heart of God. And sure, we are not going to be able to understand Him and understand some of these complex things the way that you know we want to all the time. But I always come back to this: the more that we know God through spending time with Him, through pouring over His scripture through asking him to help us know him the more we know him the more we're going to trust him and love him and say okay god i i read these things but i know your heart i see what you're doing even here and now in 2021 as we're recording i see what you've done in the past i see what you're doing now in the world i see what you're allowing and i can trust you because i know you because i know what you've revealed to us in the scripture and what you've revealed to me in my time with you and Mm. and that just might yeah Go for no, it, no, go no, for that's it. so good. I was just going to say, I think with that too, like we we have to understand the context of scripture and that's why with each book, like we need to do our work to, to understand context mm, because yeah. there's also places in scripture where it's like, gosh, it wasn't necessarily written to us. Like it was written for us and there's like 
there is application for us to take and uh, to understand the character of God. But yes, there also yeah. is specific things in Scripture that were written to specific churches, specific countries, specific people. And so, like, we, like, it was written to Israel in a way that was specific to them. And there's still, like, so much for us to pull as we understand the character of God and mm. understand uh, specific, like, commandments or things that are still for us today. But I think it's even helpful for you, like, as you just clarified, like, we just we have to have a right understanding of the purpose of it all in order to uh, understand how it can serve us today. So that that's good. Totally, totally. No, I appreciate you speaking into that. I know I kind of just tossed it on you, but I know it's something that is good to, you know, gain insight on. And then, like you said, yeah. just take it back to the Lord and wrestle with that. Again, something that yes. we're talking about here, but, you know, friends that are listening, it's something that you need to take to the Lord as well. Um, and I, to look to Jesus, you know? Like, I'm just oh like, my gosh, yeah. there's so much in the Old Testament and we could get so distracted. And I, I find it really freeing throughout the Old Testament to just look for so many moments where I'm like, oh, this is foreshadowing Jesus. Like, yes, I, I yes. look at David and Goliath and it's like that story's not, it's not about David. It's about the like looking forward to Jesus mm. who ultimately would defeat uh, our enemies and defeat sin. Or when we think about God parting the Red Sea, it's like that's so much more than God just parting the Red Sea. That's that's this foreshadowing to to the fact that God brings freedom from slavery and, yeah. and we are enslaved to sin and God has brought freedom he has made a way through jesus and so, so in, in ezekiel 37 where god brings dead bones to life like in the valley of dry bones he will bring life like that again is foreshadowing to jesus that in the midst of our deadness and depravity that god is bringing life through the power of jesus mm. and so in like we, we could be it, we could so quickly get distracted um right and, right and in that like we just we have to fix our gaze on who jesus is and, and the power of his coming uh, in order to even um, even sit in the Old Testament. So That's good. You know, I was just about to, you know, move on to our next point, which is basically what bearing does the Old Testament have on us? And you just gave us a great nugget, and that is when we sit in the Old Testament to realize that, you know, since God has woven this grand rescue story, this redemptive story to save humanity from what, they put themselves into what we put ourselves into and that's sin and death you know we can look to Jesus that's you know something that we can really you know apply to our lives and grab on to for ourselves is that the Old Testament is about Jesus and so I would just say Gabs I mean what bearing does Old Testament have on our lives I know that we could do a whole episode on you know on context and that's so important and I just pray friends that you know if you don't know context of God's word to really seek out resources to help you but that's a whole nother thing but you know what bearing does Old Testament have on our lives like if someone were to say I don't feel like I need to be reading it because it happened 2,000 plus years ago you know what would you say it's a great question I it's been so funny even just in this past year like 2020 2021 I've heard so many preachers and evangelists and Instagram influencers and whoever like use this statement of hey the, the world needs the gospel now more than ever like look at all <laughs> oh, yeah. today. look yeah, yeah. at all the tragedy and the 
the viruses and the injustice like the world needs the gospel now more than ever and it's like this really oh inspirational gosh. like yeah you know yeah. it's like clickbait and it's like this super exciting like oh my gosh Oof. you're right the world and it's so funny to me I like every time I hear that I'm like that's actually ridiculous because like yeah. the world needed the gospel at the fall of Adam and Eve mm. just as much as they will at the re- like right until the return of Jesus Christ and so I think like even in this past year I've had such a a longing for the Old Testament in a new way because it's it's easy to look at our current circumstance and the injustice and the sin and the evil that seems to be just swarming us and almost have like a new urgency for the church and for the gospel and I'm like gosh that is awesome and I pray that out of out of 2021 we have a like increasing urgency for the gospel but what I see throughout the old testament is is man like what's always been true about humanity is that we need God and that we are wicked without God and what's always been true about God is again that he is holy he is deserving of glory that the only reason why he created the world was for his own worship and his own glory and the reason why he set this forth this rescue mission and sent Jesus was for his own worship and his own glory. And so right, I, right. I think when I hear someone say, like, why would I need to read the Old Testament? I, I think my pushback would be, like, simply, like, hey, do you love and fear God? Like, I, mm. I just, yeah. I, I don't know if we're asking the right questions. Like, I think if we love and fear God, then we should want uh, and desire to know all of God and we can't understand again uh, the gospel if we don't understand the Old Testament and so I think with with our generation I say this all the time of like I think there's a lot of Christians who say they love God but because they don't fear God they don't mm. actually love the God of the Bible like they yeah, want that's a, a God word. Yeah. who will like make them feel good and they don't want yeah. a God who like is holy and and destroyed nations for his glory throughout the Old Testament. Right. And, and so, like, I think it begs the question of, like, do we love and fear God? And if we love and fear God, then, man, we need to know God's word. Like, I think about Deuteronomy 6, like, th- all throughout it is just this call to, hey, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, to, um, and, and, and then it really dives into, like, fearing God, to loving God's word. The word of God would be written on our hearts, uh, and, and so, man, the through all throughout Scripture, there is that call, and uh, I just think all of Scripture, because it has been breathed out by the Holy Spirit, and because it is useful, like it's not just saying, hey, the New Testament is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correcting, for training in righteousness, yeah, like all right, these things. Like, right. It's like, no, 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 like all Scripture, all, like all Scripture yep, has been totality. breathed out by the Spirit and is profitable and so yeah uh, the word of god is alive and active it is sharper than a double-edged sword it has the power to discern and divide the heart of man uh and and it has the power to to set free souls by by reading god's word and understanding the gospel and so i think about man ephesians 2 1 through 10 we see this beautiful gospel story that hey we are dead in our sins but god like being rich in mercy said Jesus and so and by grace you have been saved through faith it is not of your own doing it is a gift of God and that's what we see all throughout scripture this narrative that what's always been true is that mankind is sin and what's always been true is is sinful and what's always been true about God is that he is holy and good and has set forth 
a rescue mission to redeem us. And so we need, I mean, I can't say it enough that like we actually just need to know the Old Testament in order to fully know God. Yeah. And um, as you read the Old Testament, your heart will be like continually stirred in affection for God because that's just what happens when we read God's word. Our eyes are unveiled to his holiness and his glory and his power Mm. and and so that i mean that's what has happened to me as i've read the old testament like sure there's there's parts throughout leviticus where you're like gosh (laughs) i just have to get through like it it feels like it's just dense and hard but yeah the old testament is beautiful and i think so many christians are truly just missing out on that beauty and and so we need to dive in in order to know god but for the purpose of knowing god like it's it's not about like all the things we can get from scripture it's about like honoring god as holy and glorifying god and allowing god to be in his rightful throne that we serve the living god and and that is a god who is is worthy of our praise he's worthy of our meditation um and i think about i think it's psalm twenty five fourteen where it just says the friendship of the lord is to those who mm. fear him and he makes known to them his, uh, his covenants and so Man, God has invited us into a friendship, into a relationship, and that friendship is to, for those who fear him, and in right, that he makes right. known to us his covenants and um, and makes known to us who he is. And so, so good. I just don't know why you wouldn't want to know God more. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's so the invitation good. he's invited us into. No, that's great. You know, it just... To honestly sum it up, if you, I mean, like you said, Second Timothy three sixteen through seventeen, my favorite passage, one of my favorite passages. I mean, it's all scripture, but especially when we're talking about Old Testament today, it's not only you know the emphasis isn't on us, although we do learn a lot about who we are and you know our sin nature and where we were and where God has brought us into through Jesus. We also learn about who God is. Like if we don't read the Old Testament, we don't know who God is, and that's the biggest thing that God has been teaching me is that He's like, do you want to know me? He's like, read my whole word, read the Old Testament. That is the same God that I was. You know, I'm the same God that I was then. You know, and now, and so. So powerful. I guess to end the conversation, I've been loving every second and just literally feeling so encouraged. Um, I would love for you, if you have any like like websites or books or any resources to help our listeners, like maybe there's someone listening saying, okay, I want to do this. I need the tools now. Like I appreciate this episode, but like is there anything that you have learned from, you know, your schooling or through Watermark, anything that you could give us as far as resources to help understand the Old Testament? Yeah, that's a great question. Or even, or even just like the Bible in general, you know? Yeah. I am a big fan of the Bible uh, or of uh, the Bible project. I literally, every single time I read any book in the Bible, I'll watch, probably before, both before and after, I'll watch the Bible Project uh, videos on each book, because A, it's super visual, like they, like, kind of draw out the whole storyline, but something I really appreciate about the Bible Project is they continue to thread the grand narrative of scripture, like, all the things we've been talking about, about this rescue mission that God has set in motion, like, the Bible Project does a really faithful job of threading that message of God's holiness, of God dwelling among his people through the garden, through the tabernacle, yeah, through the temple, yeah. ultimately in, in the new garden, the new heaven and new earth that's to come. Like he, he, They just do a really faithful job of threading that story. And so I think, I think, yeah, what I would share is, man, when you're reading the Old Testament, 
look for those those specific uh, themes and look for the the narrative of God continuing to redeem and rescue and bring mm-hmm. reconciliation because what you'll find man throughout the Old Testament even I think often about how man between the Old Testament and the New Testament there was 400 years of silence that was delivered right, to the people right. 400 years where God withhold his word from the people he didn't speak through prophets or priests or judges or kings he didn't speak through burning bushes or donkeys or low whispers <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and all throughout scripture God is communicating this like hey like come be still and know that I am God like even in the silence like what is true about, about God is that even in silence even throughout the Old Testament he is not ceasing to work to move to bring about rescue to his people uh, because he is holy he's abounding in love he forgives sins he is the one true everlasting God the Alpha and the Omega and so as the Israelites wait throughout the Old Testament as we hunger and thirst for God in his return and his second coming man we're, we're left with just this continually um, just a longing for things to be made new and so this this thread of hey God is making a way in the wilderness. He's making streams in the desert. He will bring dead bones to life. He will Mm, cause blind eyes to see. He will call the unrighteous to righteousness ultimately by sending himself. The word will become flesh. The messianic king that was prophesied and promised will come. Jesus, the savior of the world. And so he will come to purify mankind. He has come and he will come again. And, And so those are the themes that we ought to look for throughout the story and it's a it's man it's the greatest story in all of history it's the greatest redemption story the greatest love story the greatest hope story as god seeks to preserve a remnant for himself and glorify Mm -hmm. himself and so man i I guess that would be my encouragement i think practical is uh, the bible project in those videos but i would say like overall just look for the character of God. Something I do at the end of every time I read scripture is I just write down like, hey, what does this tell me about who God is? And what does this tell me about who I am? Um, yeah, it's good. And just having a right understanding of God and a right understanding of man so that we can allow God to be on his rightful throne. Because what happened at the sin of man and at the fall of Adam and Eve is that they wanted to be like God. And there was an idolatry of wanting to be like God that led to the fall of humanity. And so... As we are being sanctified and as Jesus has set us free, we now need to be in this continual process of allowing God to be God because we are not, but then being conformed to the image of who he is through sanctification. And that happens through meditating on God's word, abiding in the spirit, spending time in prayer. And and so, yeah, it's a it's a powerful story, but look to Jesus. Don't miss yeah. it. Don't get caught up in, mm. in all the confusing things like spend time in them. But in, in your wrestling, just just look to Jesus. Keep your eyes fixated on the author and perfecter of your faith yeah, who yeah. Um, took on sin. That he, he who knew no sin became sin so that we could become the righteousness of Christ. And that is the gospel. That for each one of us, we have sinned. We have fallen short of the glory of God. And yet God in his kindness and in his justice, he satisfied his wrath by sending mm-hmm. his son in the form of a baby to be crucified, to die, and to resurrect so we could inherit life and an abundant and full life. And that is yeah. a powerful, right. powerful story that the, the, the story does not end at your sin, that God has invited you into redemption and he has made a way 
Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. And so if there's anyone who's listening to this podcast right now that is not walking in an abiding relationship with Jesus Christ, know that, um, man, there is hope and redemption for you. And that uh, in Jesus, God separates our sins as far as the east is from the west. And he has invited us into life. Uh, so that that is what we ought to look to is is the gospel. So good. I I mean, I think we just need to end it there. I don't know what else to say. So <laughs> so so good. I am so appreciative. I can talk with of, you forever, girl. Girl, literally, I I need to have you back on. Like literally, we could talk about anything. You know, we could dig about like <laughs> dig into anything. This has been so. Let's talk theology so next time. Let's talk Calvinism. Dude, <laughs> I'm literally so down. I'm not even kidding. Everyone, if you're listening, please like tag me and Brie on Instagram if you really want another episode or multiple I love episodes. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh, friend! I just like want to honor you as we close. Like you are one of the most humble people I know, but. I I also want to give you that honor mm. um you know not even necessarily I think you're one of the greatest people ever but I know <laughs> that you know when I look at you and I see what God's doing it's all God and you're letting God do his thing and so I just want to honor that in you and honor the gifts he's given you because it is so so needed and it's powerful and you know you're an amazing example of just being where you are and being on mission for God where you are so friends mm. just you know take her example in that be on mission where you are so sweet friends gabs thank you so much for today mm-hmm. i can't thank you enough i have been so blessed personally by this and so as we wrap up is there anything um you know like anywhere online they can follow you any events you have coming up anything that you want to share before we leave wow that is so fun and so sweet i love you so much oh, i love this, you it's such a gift to just have sisters in christ that we can go to war with uh, Amen. I mean, if yeah. y'all want to follow me on Instagram, you totally can. Heck yeah. Hello, it's Brie. I am not as active as I maybe should be, but I just, I'm like, if I have something to say, I'll say it. But if not, I don't need to say it. No, uh, it's good. So if it's you super good. want to follow me, you can follow me there. And I, man, I, with Instagram especially, I, and this is something you do really well, but I just only ever want to speak what is true and what is accord with sound doctrine and and what is consistent with who god is and so right that's like what i desire to do through anything i'm doing is just to teach god's word and then as far as events man i never know what's coming up (laughs) if you see me you see me if you don't see me you don't see me i do have one project i'm working on um that that i'm specifically just like dreaming up it's called consecrate 2021 you can go follow us on instagram but we want to see i'm leading it with my friend luke and we just want to see a generation repent and a generation turn to god and a generation consecrate this is this is a word that's actually used a lot throughout the old testament but it really just means to declare oneself as set apart uh, for holy purposes and so i want to see a generation that is consecrated before the lord that is set apart a generation that doesn't just want enough of Jesus to call themselves a Christian, but enough of Jesus that would actually lead them to be convicted of sin and to turn and to follow God with everything in them, to drop their nets and follow Jesus. And so that is what we are seeking to accomplish through Consecrate. We'll have Jenny Allen will be speaking, Matt Chandler will be speaking, I'll be speaking, but it's October 15th and 16th in Dallas, and then people can stream online. But we're just excited to call young people to holiness 
and um, to be set apart for the Lord because he is good and he is holy. Mm. And so that's like just a specific thing I'm dreaming about and working on. But I mean, ultimately, I want to wake up the church and shake the church to love God and to know God and to fear God's word. And so uh, that is, I would say, what I feel specifically commissioned to do in this season is really to link arms with with believers and say like hey let's run faithfully let's run hard let's not grow weary in doing good but let's leave it all let's not compromise but let's fear God and love God and faithfully follow him for his glory alone and that's what I want to do and I pray and I pray and I pray that our generation could be found faithful Uh, and so man this conversation encouraged me because Mm -hmm. I think it's just it's a glimpse into heaven invading earth and into God using his people to uh, set free souls and and to bring about redemption so I love you so much and I'm so grateful for this time this was seriously such a joy Thank you, Gabs. I love you, and I, I am you. I'm backing you with all, with all I got. Uh, Consecrate really 2021. Sweet. So excited about that too. We'll have that you know linked for everyone to go check out. I'm super excited by that. But mm-hmm. love you, girl. Can't thank you enough. You are my favorite. Thank you again. You are mine. <laughs> we will do this again. <laughs> Heck yes.